Good morning. Thank you so much for inviting us here today. It, it, it's what a wonderful church you have. Uh, it, it, I feel very humbled by you all. Thank you so much. Uh, I just want to, I think some of you are familiar with Bitel from what I can understand because my, my dear friend and, and her husband, Jimmy and Tanya, were here. Um, in, they lived in Grantham for a while and now they're doing really well up in Scotland, I'll have you know. Um, my name's Jan and I'm part of the Derby. Uh, Batel, I have been in uh, Batel for 11 years. Um, and I, for those who don't know a little bit much about Batel, I'll give you a quick overview. We started in 1985 in Madrid. We opened uh, centers up in, in England in 1996. We're in uh, 100 cities of the world and in 25 nations. We're a non-profit making uh, Christian charity. And uh, we have, I don't know how many, how many hundred thousands have gone through our doors, 250,000. Over a quarter of a million men and women have come through our doors. Um, for myself, I'll give you a qu quick overview. Uh, 11 years ago, I was in a wheelchair and about to die from alcoholism. Uh, I came to Batel. I wasn't a Christian when I came. And the Lord Jesus has changed my life beyond recognition. I chose to stay because it, it is a wonderful, wonderful charity. Um, we are, as I say, we are non for, uh, not for profit. However, uh, we save apparently, this is the latest I heard, over £8 million pounds of, to the British taxpayer by what we do. Um, we do it, we all live by faith. We don't get wages. We have a bit of pocket money if you've been here for any length of time. But uh, we take in hundreds of men and women. We live in community. And the objective is to restore lives. It may be people who are homeless, maybe people who are in addiction, often they go hand in hand. And, and, and the aim of Batel is to restore life, to give them, to give them a, a purposeful life, to, to bring about a healthier life, an independence, to, to, to see them grow and, and, and to leave and, and become you know, strong Christians, but also to lead good and, and purposeful lives for the families and so on and so forth. Um, and so for myself, I chose to stay. Um, and, and it's been perhaps, I've been 11 years, and perhaps it's been the most difficult in some ways 11 years of my life. It's been the best 11 years of my life. And, you know, you, you were talking about, you know, uh, come with what you have. I have nothing. And I stand here today to God's grace and what he's done in my life. And I have the privilege of overseeing the ladies' house now in Derby. We've started, it's a very small house. I opened the house along with a, a Mexican intern three years ago, and now we have 12 women in, in the house, and, and we are expanding. And, and Holly was actually my third lady ever in, and she stayed, and that's three and a half years ago. So I'll, I'll, I shall just hand you over. Thank you, Jan. My name's Holly, and I'm from a small village in Cheshire called Lynn. I'm 27 years old. I had a good upbringing. I was a privileged child. I never went without anything. My mum and dad divorced when I was quite young. And without really knowing it, then it did have an impact on me as a, as a young girl. And really, from that point onwards, I you know, kind of did my own thing and went my own way. Um, I went to school, got my GCSEs, got my A-levels, went on to be a dental nurse. I had a good, 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 good career. I had a home. I had new cars. I had everything materialistic that I could have ever wanted. I never went without. But there was always something missing, something empty. And I used alcohol to fulfill that emptiness um, in my life. And... Um, over the years, my drinking got heavier and heavier, and I became an alcoholic. And um, it got to the point where, at the age of 22, I lost everything very quickly in the space of a couple of weeks. I had everything to nothing. I lost my driving license. I lost my home. My friends and family didn't want anything to do with me, and I lost my career as well. Um, I was drink driving, doing 80 miles an hour down the motorway, falling asleep, and I had a car accident. And it was by God's grace that I'm stood here today. 
And I believe his hand of protection was over me at that time. And for that, I am truly grateful. I went to court and I got offered um, a choice of Patel or prison. I didn't have a choice. I had to come to Patel. I'll be honest, I didn't want to go at all. I was doing it for my mum and for everything else apart from for me. Um, so I came to Patel and um, Jan opened the ladies' house with the Mexican missionary, Monica, who looked after me. And when I walked in the house, I found an overwhelming sense of peace. I'd never felt in Lim that that was my home, but in Derby, it was my home. And I knew that straight away. I was shown love and kindness, and I saw something in Jan um, that I didn't know quite what it was, but I wanted a bit of what she had. So I decided to stay, um, and I encountered the love of the Lord, and I was wooed by his love and his grace and his mercy for me. And I decided to continue on my journey with Jesus, and it's the best decision I ever made. Um, I went on to become a responsible and then a leader of the ladies' house as well in Derby. Um, and I got a fantastic opportunity to plant a church in Burton and to open that ladies' house as well, which was such an honor. And throughout all of that, God was preparing me for my husband. Um, and, you know, I had the opportunity to meet Max in Battelle. And we dated and probably about seven weeks ago, forgive me if I'm wrong, we got married. And um, yeah, yeah, God is very good. And our wedding was the most amazing thing I could have ever imagined or ever dreamed of. And I am so, the Lord blessed us unbelievably. And we are so grateful and we have hearts filled with gratitude towards God. For what he's done in my life, he made the impossible possible. And I want to thank Vitell and women like Jan and my leaders for never giving up on me and Max. And thank you so much. Hallelujah. What can I say? God is good. <laughs> God is absolutely good. Right. Well, um, now I just want to add something to what Jan was sharing earlier. You know, for those of for, for those of you who doesn't know how Bethel works and what we do, um, we masquerade in the world as a rehabilitation center, as a rehab. You know, but the truth is, we're much more than a rehab. We are a discipleship program. You know, we we aim to bring people to Christ. This is the main mission of Bethel. This is the main, the main mission of any church, I guess. You know, we we want to introduce people to Jesus. And uh, the advantage we have, now let me just make a quick um, uh, disclaimer here. We don't have the monopoly of the Christianity in Bethel. But we do have an advantage that we actually don't have to convince people that they're broken. If that makes sense. <laughs> we do not have to convince them. They come and they're like, I need help. You know, And what we say is, well, we have a solution for you. And that solution is Jesus. <laughs> you know, this is what we have. You know, the only thing we have, actually. But that's enough. Jesus is enough. Christ is enough. So, um, uh, just quickly about me. I've, I have come up... Um, I, I did have a good upbringing. I mean, for those of you who wonder what my accent is, uh, I'm from Bulgaria. Um, I came nearly nine years ago now to England. I didn't live in England when I came into Betel. I came to Betel straight from Bulgaria into Betel, UK. So my first day in UK was my first day in Betel, UK. So I never know anything from outside Betel in UK. <laughs> anyway, um, so I did have a good upbringing, good childhood. My mom and dad were, you know, good parents. Um, I went to school. I've, I managed to graduate university as well. I started a good job. You know, I, I was pursuing a good IT career. I was, I was making a lot of money. And uh, all through that time, my addiction to... All sorts of drugs were just growing bigger and bigger and bigger, you know. And uh, at the end, it just became so bad that uh, uh, I got kicked out of my job. Um, I, I had a, a massive drug debt, you know. I, I was just my, my life was a complete mess. I was injecting heroin in my veins. It was just it was just a mess. So, for a good while, maybe for a couple of years, I knew I knew about Betel, but for two years or so, I really didn't want to come to Betel because I've been told. I was told that Betel is a brainwashing program. It's a cult. 
you know, that's what I've been told. It's a brainwashing program. I thought, I don't want to go to somewhere to get my brainwashed. But let me tell you something. I, am my, I, I realized that my brain actually needed washing. <laughs> let me just make that statement, you know. And uh, especially staying a few months in Bethel, you know, and just uh, receiving receiving Jesus in my life, you know, and just reading Romans 12, being transformed by the renewing of your mind. My mind needed renewing. I needed something to be totally changed and transformed. This is the difference of what we do in Bethel. We're not just behavior modification program because that just doesn't work. You know, just cleaning myself up and putting new clothes and putting some weight on, making myself pretty, it doesn't change me. You know, because I've tried it <laughs> many times. <laughs> what really changed me deep inside was the love of God that I've encountered in Patel. I just come into Patel and like Holly said, I've just encountered love. You know, everybody was so helpful and nice and wanted to make me a cup of tea and, and just and say, I, I thought, what is wrong with these people? What do they want from me? But they didn't want anything from me. They were just showing me the love of God. But I didn't know it at the time. But when I found out, I just realized, hang on a second. There is, God is in this place and I want it. At first, like Holly, I didn't know what it was. But then I realized it's God and it's Jesus. And I want it in my life. And uh, my journey in Bethel, just, uh, it was just like Jan. It was probably the best nine years in my life ever. You know, I, I, I've been through loads of ups and downs. You know, um, I went to leadership as well. I was, a house, I was a house leader for many years. You know, and, and I've seen so many people coming and getting saved, you know, and getting help in Bethel. You know, and uh, through all this time, through all this time, also, I knew God was preparing me for my, for my future wife, you know. And uh, many, uh, many times I was impatient. Before even I met Holly, <laughs> you know, I was impatient. God, what's going on? But, uh, you know, at, at the end, I just, I just gave up on it. And, uh, you know, uh, God blessed me with the most beautiful wife. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it's just such an amazing thing, you know. All his promises, all his promises, cheesy, he's just telling me. All, all his promises... <laughs> Uh, yes and amen, you know, and that's what I cling on, you know, today, you know, I know God's love, and I know he's covering us, you know, all the time, his grace is, you know, sufficient for us, his love is so unconditional, and only because of the grace of God, we stand here today, talking to you guys, you know, often, sometimes, part of my testimony is, I just say, I don't need to speak to you guys, and share, all I need to do is just stand here, can you see me? If you can see me, God is good, because I should have been dead, but I'm not. I'm alive. <laughs> Amen. And uh, thank you all for having us here. It really is a great privilege to be here. I know, and the relationship we have with, with the Life Church in general is just an amazing thing. You know, thank you. Thank you. We are truly, truly blessed to be here and be part of your service. Thank you very much. Absolutely brilliant. Thank you so much, guys. It's, it's always an inspiration, isn't it? Thank you so much. We're, we're really honored to have you here. And we'd love to pray for you before we, we finish this, this morning together. And so I guess a live grantham, it's, the question is, are we going to make a difference? Are we going to bring what we have? Or are we just going to just meander through? And on your seats, there's brochures on every seat. And in every brochure, there's two cards. And um, what, what I asked um, Howard to do, because <laughs> I usually mess this bit up, <laughs> is um, just to try and make it really clear what these are about and what the next few moments are about. Um, and so we're going to watch a very short video just to outline something that I make very complicated. And hopefully it will be very much simpler with these guys. So let's listen to that. And then we're going to take up our Make a Difference offering uh, after that. So let's watch this clarification video of what these two sheets are about. And then we'll take it from there. Hi Alive, we want to give you some information about how easy it is to set up a pledge for this coming year. Here at Alive we believe that the pledge is a great way for you to give above and beyond what you might be able to give right now. For example, if you're able to give £20 per month for the next 12 months, 
across the course of the year, you'll actually be able to give £240. On your chair today, you'll notice that you've got an orange and a blue pledge form. The orange pledge form is in order for you to set up, continue or amend a standing order. First and foremost, please tick the gift aid declaration if you're a UK taxpayer. Then tick one of the boxes to indicate whether you are continuing, amending or creating a new standing order. Then fill in the remainder of the details on part A. Following that, fill in part B. Part B will be used for you to take to your bank to set up a standing order or for you to have the necessary information to complete a standing order using your online banking. When you've filled in both parts A and B, turn the form back over, fill in and complete the two boxes on the front page of the form, then tear the form in half, put part A into the offering and take part B with you in order to set up your standing order today or sometime later this week. If you'd like to give by cash, cheque or a one-off gift, please use the blue form. On the back of the form, if you are a UK taxpayer, then please tick the gift aid declaration. Then please use the tick boxes to indicate how you would like to give today, either bank transfer, cheque, cash or card gift. For all donations, please complete the remainder of the details on the form, including your name, address and your alive location details. If you'd like to give a one-off bank gift, then please use the bank details on the back of the form. And finally, please can you write on the front of the form the total amount you are pledging to give this year. To help you today with your pledge, the host team will have additional forms and pens for you to fill out the forms with. Also, if you get a bit stuck, the Connect area will help you fill the forms in and help you with your pledge. Thank you so much for your generosity. We're in for a great year. Great. So that was a lot clearer that I could do. Uh, hopefully you get that now. So here's the target. Last year we raised 3,000 um, and we want to go five times better at least for that. So our faith target is 15,000 this year so that we can invest into the three things that we've shown you. And uh, this is how this can be achieved so we can break it down. If we go to the next slide. If 50 people uh, gave £25 per month, uh, we would reach our target, or 50 people gave £300 as a one-off gift. If you go to the next slide, if 75 people gave £16, £67 per month, or £200, we would reach our target. Next one, 100 people gave £12.50 per month, or gave £150, we would reach our target. And if you gift aid, you get 25p uh, for every pound that's given. So think about that in what we're giving as well. This is very achievable for us. There's 100 people in this room right now that could give towards this. We can do this, guys. It's about us owning this and being a family and stepping into this and making a difference in the lives of others. So we're going to have uh, three minutes now for people to fill in these forms. Uh, we're going to play some music, um, and then I'll come up and we'll take up the offering. So bring what you have, and let's see what Jesus does. Just to, to raise, someone's actually got a Rise and Build standing order in. Uh, this isn't Rise and Build. This is Make a Difference. It says Rise and Build. Why don't you fill in both? That'd be awesome. And then give us double the amount. 
Uh, but please make sure it says make a difference on it. It shouldn't say rise and build, but just in case it does, just make sure it's a make a difference one. Let's put the music up just for another minute. Great. So now let's cheerfully take up our uh, Make a Difference offering for this year. There'll be an opportunity to give next week if you're not fully prepared. uh, And the week after that, we've got our prayer celebration. But let's take up our Make a Difference offering now this morning. And let's cheerfully, generously give and make a difference into the lives that we've heard about. Let's pray together, shall we? And uh, let's ask the Lord to bless this money that's given and, uh, and make a difference in lives. Lord, we love you. We love you. And there's a moment in that story when Jesus lifts up the bread and gives thanks. And so this morning, God, in a sense, we're lifting up this money and we're thanking you for all that you give us. But we want to be a church that is generous. We want to be a family church that generously gives away. And so, Father, I pray for a multiplication in this offering. Five times, fold that we can seriously step into some great stuff in you. And I pray for every person in this room that you would draw near to them. They would simply give what you're telling them to give and that we would see lives changed through this money being used for your glory. And we wanted to end this service with a time of adoring Jesus lifting up the name of Jesus. The only way we can make a difference is being filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. And so, Lord, we welcome you here this morning. More of you, Holy Spirit. So shall we stand together, my dear friends, and we've heard a lot about lives being changed but I know there are people in this room that you need God to change your life this morning. You need a fresh touch of the Holy Spirit this morning. So engage with him. Reach out to him. He is here whether you feel him or not. But Lord, we're pressing in for more. I don't want to live off yesterday's grace. I'm praying for fresh grace in this place, God, now. And so God, I pray you would fall afresh upon us by your spirit now. 
God, shake us up. Shake us up. Take us out of ruts that we're in. Take us out of comfort zones. Take us out of places where we just expect you just to continue to to do what we think you're going to do. And I pray for encounters this morning that are going to release things into lives that we didn't even begin to think would happen today. So come Holy Spirit. And so just as we're standing, if you want to just lift up your arms and lift up your hands, sorry, and just say, God, more of you, more of you. We're hungry for you, Jesus, the bread of life. Just begin to speak out to him. Begin to speak out to him. Let him in, 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 let him in. It's all about him. It's all about him. It's all about him. It's all about him. I'm just praying for a softening of hearts in this room. A softening of hearts in this room. For the more of God. For the more of God. An abandonment to him. An abandonment to him. Forgetting those to the left and to the right. Just fix your eyes upon Jesus this morning. And let's worship the Lord. Let's press in for more together. So come among us, God. Let's go for it, guys.
be completely delivered who's got a place in Battelle but who ran from it so um, I want to encourage you as people of God don't cross the road don't be like the Levite and the priest don't walk away these are not people to separate yourself from people in addiction God loves them just as much as he loves you and I. And in our nice, comfortable church buildings, you know, we might think, oh, it's okay, it's someone else's problem. We are called as people of God, and it starts in your heart. And unless you change your heart about these people in addictions, they're not them and us, they're us. They're not people to separate yourself from. They're not people to tell your children to be afraid of and to avoid. People of God, we've got to rise up. We've got to change our mindset. We've got to look outwards. We've got to have that compassion on people. Inside, I know there's manipulation. Of course there is. There's stealing. There's lies. There's all sorts of behavior going on. But at the very heart of that is someone desperate for help. And maybe they don't know that. And maybe you might be that person that can say, Hey, guess what? I know someone that can help you. 
we might not be able to help them personally. We've got places like Battelle that we can, their arms are always wide open. I want to encourage you. Ask Jesus, change your heart, do heart surgery. You know, we're a church, there's hundreds of us in here. We can change the lives of people one by one. Don't walk away, don't cross the road. Pick them up, bandage them, show them the love of God, speak to them, put them on your donkey and put them somewhere safe and ask Patel to look after them or whoever it may be. Let's ask God to change our hearts radically. There are hurting people. God, change our hearts. Jesus, let us do what you would do. Let us be the good Samaritan. Let us bend down, pour oil on the wounds and bandage them up. Let us not separate ourselves from the hurting and the needy in this world, people on our streets that we encounter as we go about our daily business. We can't change everybody's life, God, but we can stop for the one in front of us and show the love of God. Thank you, Lord. Oh, sit down. 
and cake and all that stuff. But firstly, I believe there's someone here this morning who last night you were sat at home and you know exactly what God wants you to do. And you said to him, if the preacher or the sermon at the front said to me, this is what you want me to do, then I'll do it. And I'm here this morning to say, you do it. Stop waiting. Do it second picture is who are you running with who is setting your pace with Jesus because if we're running with people who are slowing us down we need to love and walk with them don't give up on them at all I'm not saying that but if the pace setter of faith in your life is not red hot passionate radically sold out you need to get another pace setting team I really feel the resistance of that, but I speak into that in Jesus' name. We're going to break into the new things of God. We want to go deeper with him. We don't want to meander through life. And then the third group of people we'd love to pray for this morning is people who are just feel miles away from Jesus. You're just spiritually dry. If you're honest, you're just wondering where on earth he is. And at this moment, you've got a decision to make. Firstly, continue walking with him, whether you feel him or not. 
because he's always there whether we feel him or not. But this morning, I'd love to encourage you to make a decision to come. And I'm going to ask our friends from Patel to pray for people in this room who are just in this defining moment in their lives. I I just sense there are several. Stop playing games with Jesus. Stop playing games with him. It's time to run. It's time to enjoy the freedom of the meadow. And so, Lord, we stand here and we say, we love you, God. So thankful you don't treat me like I deserve. I'm so thankful that you are so merciful and loving and gracious. And the joy of knowing you outweighs anything this world can offer. I'm so thankful, Jesus, that I I know where I'm heading. That a day is coming when I'll see you face to face. I'm so thankful that I'm secure in your hand. That nothing and no one can separate me from the love that is in Christ. And I'm thankful for every person in this room who's trusting in you can say the same. And I pray the blessing of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit upon every person in this room, every young person out back. I pray you'd run with Jesus this week. You'd enjoy him in a way you've not enjoyed him for a while. And that this time next week we'll have glorious stories to tell of your grace. We pray this in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Please don't rush off. Church isn't an event to attend. It's a family to belong to. So stay for tea, coffee, cake, biscuits. Sign up for the prayer week. Don't rush off home. Please engage with others and get to know other people. If you want prayer, there'll be people here at the front. Um, I've kind of asked you to do that. But what I'd love us to do, actually, is we're going to pray for Patel. Let's just stretch our hands and those around them. Just put hands upon them. couple more people who want to come forward and just let's stand with these dear, dear people as we <coughs> and you came and you've blessed us and now we want to bless you I thank God for you, Jan I thank God that you stayed true to the call upon your life that you didn't give up, you didn't quit, you didn't back off you didn't walk away and I honour you for that And God has seen the tears. He's seen the moments of frustration and wanting to give up. And he's seen how you've just kept going. And that delights his heart. And I pray the blessing of God over you. Holly, I praise praise God for you. I praise God for that defining moment that in his grace he took out of your hands. That you had to make a choice. That was one you wasn't really ready to make. But I thank God that his hand was upon you. And we bless you, Holly. We thank God for you, Holly. I pray the favor of heaven over you. And Max, we praise God for you. We honor you. We pray an increase in the anointing of God upon your worship leading, upon your leading in men and women in their walk with Jesus. And we bless your marriage. We stand with you. We pray the favor of heaven over your marriage. I pray the favor over your new flat, Jan. May it be a, a sanctuary of grace, a place of total shalom, a peace away from the stresses of life. And now we bless you guys. We bless Patel. We champion Patel. We thank God for Patel. And just pray the favor of God over you. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Bless you guys. Thank you so much for being with us. Don't rush off. Please stay for tea, coffee, prayer. Go and rescue your kids. Tell the youth and kids workers how much we love them and honor them and all that stuff. And we'll see you on Thursday night for Revive in this place, for an evening of prayer and pursuing Jesus. God bless.